Let's make it rain. Hello, everyone. This is another bonus episode of the Gym of the Day. Today, I want to talk about rattlesnakes. But before we do so, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything you do, your love, your mercy, and your grace. The ability to see your face every time we open and read the Word of God. We thank you in all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. With that being said, rattlesnakes. Last Sunday of every month, I'd like to do a bonus episode, something a little bit longer than normal. Not too long not too short. But I call this rattlesnake because rattlesnakes, for the most part, you can hear them coming. (laughs) When you hear that rattle, you know what it is, right? In a spiritual sense, that's how it should be with the enemy, the adversary, the devil, aka the serpent. You should hear and know when he's around. And I'll show you how. In Genesis chapter 3, it reads, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And keep that in mind. The serpent, which is the devil, he was more cunning, more wise than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. So he's more wise of the beast of the field that God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, remember, he approached the woman. Right, that's what I just said. First thing that this serpent, first time you hear of him, he's questioning what God said. Okay, keep that in mind because the Bible says, and I say this time and time again, and I'm going to continue to do so, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So he's testing her knowledge of what God said. He's testing her knowledge of the word of God. Has God indeed said, So right then, she should know exactly what God said, right? Shall you not eat of every tree in the garden? So he's questioning her knowledge. He approaches the woman and questions her knowledge. Once again, it says that the serpent was more cunning, more wise, basically, than any beast of the field. And keep in mind that it says the Lord God had made. And as he approached her, he tests the knowledge. What does she know about what God said? Why is that important? Well, I'll keep reading. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So, a lot of people talk about how she adds a little bit on to this part right here. This verse, she says, You shall not touch it. Now, if you go back to chapter chapter 2, he didn't necessarily say, Don't touch it, right? But that's beside the point. The point that a lot of pastors and preachers, when they're talking about this, why she says that is because she's adding her own little spin to it, and that's how I can get watered down. That's how you can get and revert to your own understanding, your own knowledge of what God said. Just stick to what he said. Let's just do that, right? What did he say? Don't eat it, okay? And what did he say also? If you eat it, you will surely die. So listen to what the serpent says. Serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, who is this guy anyway? He just walks right in and starts questioning what God said. Why would I believe him, right? We should see this coming from a mile away. It's like a rattlesnake. You should hear this guy. Okay, yeah, I hear you. That's not what God said. Right then, Adam should have shut it down, because he knows what God said, right? It says that he was there when she ate from the tree, and he took and ate also, right? 
So right then he should have shut it down. Hey, get away from my wife. I know what God said. Move around, clown. <laughs> he should have shut it down, right? Serpent says once again, you shall not surely die. Well, how do you know? Are you the one who said this? No. He's questioning the knowledge and then making you think otherwise. Okay, well, I know she's not up on game. I know she doesn't fully know the word of God. So I'm going to approach her and I'm going to get her to slip. That's what he's trying to do, right? Verse 6 says, So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. And she took of its fruit and ate. Now keep in mind that when it talks about sin in the New Testament, it's talking about how it's desirable. <laughs> Something desirable to the eyes, right? Something that we desire. So it says that she saw it, then it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise. She saw it was pleasant to the eyes, and she decided to take and eat. Since she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Their eyes were both open, and they were they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So at this point, we see how the serpent weasels his way in and gets them thrown off of their game. <laughs> how does he do so? He questions the knowledge of the word of God. Did God really say? Has God indeed said? What did he say? I don't know. I'm definitely in trouble. It says the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. You do, do you know who he has access to devour? Those who are not covered by the blood of Christ. Those who don't know the word of God comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Once again, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So he's going to question your knowledge. And if you do know, the question again, and keep questioning to the point to where you're questioning, did God really say, should I wait on the Lord? Or should I take it upon myself to do so? Should I trust and have faith? Or should I do it on my own? Should I lean on my own understanding? Or should I wait on the Lord? That's what he does. Still kill, destroy. When we're destroyed from lack of knowledge. So the knowledge of the ha of the word that you have will be tested. So prime example and the best example ever is in Matthew and Luke chapter 4. When Jesus himself is tempted, look at how he responds here. He was fasting for 40 days in the wilderness, hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> he answered and said, It is written. When he was tempted, when Satan came with him with a word, how did Jesus respond? With God's word. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. I know I'm hungry, and I do have the ability to turn these stones into bread. But it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See, when he heard that, <laughs> he heard the rattle of the snake. He knew exactly what it was. He didn't fall for it. That's how it should be in a spiritual sense when we're approached. 
with anything other than the word of God. We're being tested. How are you going to respond? You can't respond without the answers, and the answers is in this book. He is the way, the truth, and the life. How are you going to know the way if you don't know the truth? How are you going to have life and life more abundantly if you don't know the way? <laughs> it all boils back down to the word. We have to know the word of God. We have to study, meditate, feed our spirit so we know how to respond. He gives us the answers. It's an open book, even better. So he heard the rattle of that snake. He saw it for what it was, and he responded with the word of God. Again, he was tested. Again, he responded with the word of God. He eventually says, get behind me, Satan, for it is written. Again, he lets him know what the word of God says. I like how he says, get behind me, Satan. Called him out. Let him know, hey, where I'm going, you can't come. So I need you to move around because I'm pushing forward. There's nothing going to stop me from what God has called me to do. Get behind me, for you are an offense to me. See, he was able to deter the enemy because he knew the word of God. He could hear the, the rattle of the snake because the word did not align with what God said. When the enemy approached him, he knew that wasn't the word of God. He could tell that that was the snake, that was the enemy, that was Satan. And he tells him, get behind me. You're not going the same way I am. I'm led by the Spirit, the Word of God. Where I go, you cannot come. So he heard the rattle of the snake. When you're walking in wisdom, which is the Word of God, <laughs> the knowledge of God in action, putting it into practice, you'll be able to spot out the enemy very quickly. The Bible tells us to test the spirits. Some of us may know the word of God and our actions don't line up. That's why it says test the spirits. Because some know the scripture and secretly have other motives. Test the spirit. He gives us the playbook. It's an open book. He tells us we will be tested according to it. So lean on him, not your own understanding. So when the serpent comes, you'll be able to spot him. You'll be able to hear the rattle of the snake. And you'll know to lean on the word of God. You'll know what God says goes and trumps whatever the enemy says. You can't let him deter you. Get him to turn from the word of God. Get you to lose faith on what God says. When he responds with something, you respond with, it is written. If it's contrary to the scripture, that's the rattle of the snake. Think about that. The G-O-D. God bless.